Hello, and welcome back to Chain of Memories, the series that has been going on for far too long, and we are still making our way through, slowly but surely, through book three. And hopefully, this will be the very end of our saga. But I, I can assure you, it won't be the end of mine. We have the usual group of suspects here, except for Kai, because Kybert's mic is sadly not working as it should. Uh, well, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be listening along in spirit and he can enjoy his sex scenes by having us read them instead. Indeed. I'm sad, man. I thought you were Michael. You know, I hit my, uh, I hit my sister with something very similar. Why did you hit and, your uh, sister? She didn't do get that. The joke. Why would you hit your sister? Okay. It's, I guess this is where we're going with this bit. All right, all right, whatever. <laughs> Matt, is this a picture of like a restaurant or something that you've added in? Uh, it's not a restaurant. It's a drawing that I made and calculated and designed myself for an office building. Matt, when oh, we I'm get so um, when so we get Fanon headquarters to be a real building, I'll design will you, it. Will you design it? I'll spec it and design it. Make sure there's a joking room. Don't you worry. Okay. <laughs> don't, I don't want a joking room. Why do we need there's the joking room? room? I don't want a joking room. You, good office you know how room. you know how you were, you were just fascist. use the bathroom. Just You're use fascist. the bathroom. You're a fascist, Matt. I want hear me out on this. All right. He's impressing put, me, Matt. Put Make the joking device into. Device. I just need a room. Put the joking room into one of the stalls. All right. No, it has to be its own. It's like a breastfeeding room. Oh, okay. Well, I guess just you know, add a lactation you know room for, for Jake to lactate all over. For you know what I'm going to do? Account. I'm going to put the joking room at the end of a series of three connected rooms, all of which are conference rooms. A series of two. So when, you're, when you go to joke and when you leave the joke room, you have to walk through a conference room of people. Fuck yeah. Oh, great. Can we have them always be filled with people that are just talking about new panel ideas? Yes. Great. Of course. Great. I'm going to be honest. I kind of, sort of, uh, don't remember what I submitted to Colossal Con East. So uh, I'm hoping that whatever comes through is... Um, uh, we have it written down, don't we? We yeah, do we have, have it written, written down. down, but uh, Colossal Con tends, you know, they, they're not all within... Uh, you know, no, they don't I accept. Don't. They don't accept every single panel. Hmm. Yeah, of course, but we at least we at least know what we are potentially going to be doing. That's fair. All right. So Matt's ductwork aside, I also think Matt, you should do an engineering related SCPs. I'm sure evil ductwork already exists, but you could do some. Isn't that I just don't the think it does. Room? I'm sure we could. You should do that, uh, that, uh, an anomalous version of, uh, I think it's in Egypt. There's this, like, ridiculous new, like, capital that their corrupt government wants to build that would, it's gonna cost, like, a million bedillion dollars and not help their citizenry whatsoever. That's bad. Maybe. 
Uh, enough about SCPs. Hmm. It is time to go into chapter 18. Who am I really? It's a, it's a deep question, Mike Freeney. I, 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 I applaud you for asking it. The next day, after the heroes have the best night of their lives, wink, wonk, wink, wonk, wink. Aqua, Haseo, Rydia, Teres, Asana, and Light, Kylian, and Leon all wake up, getting dressed, all meeting inside the house that Kylian, Lena, and Leon stayed at. So, I believe it is time. We head to Sora's ancient lost village, which I know we are getting closer to. But be on alert why for is organizations it lost? I would like to again ask why it is lost. Uh, it's been a hundred years, and I guess nobody lives there anymore. Well, it was lost. It was lost in chain of broken memories. I guess just nobody lives there anymore. Like they all just like migrated from it, and then nobody like bothered to record its location. It was really possibly weird. Be because they're they're naming it after the most genocidal monster in recent memory. No, they wrote that. Out. They 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 erased that. I mean, Stalingrad's a thing, isn't it? It's been renamed. But yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's no longer okay. called Stalingrad. All right. I believe it's well, Volgograd I mean, now. I mean, it's to be Saint Petersburg, it's think, Petrograd. Think about, think about it like this, though, right? If we put it into the context of like this story, if this village is lost for whatever reason, uh, it has been a hundred years. So, um, you know, there there is that gap there that could have happened. It probably you know, Cleveland existed a hundred years ago. Nobody lives uh, Jake, there. Jake, you're wrong. It is Volgograd. Shut not the to, fuck up. I'm right. Not to mention, um, you're literally not right. No. Not to mention, I do want to bring up the fact that, like, all the heroes fucking died at the beginning of this story. So, for all we mm-hmm. know, Sora's village has been abandoned for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Also, again, to yeah. dunk on Jacob, Petrograd is Petrograd is St. Petersburg, which was also known as Leningrad. Wait, wait a minute, hold on. Sora's village was burnt down by Shadow. How the fuck is it still around? Well, that was I don't a question know. I, they they went through it in Chain of Broken Memories. Maybe it's just a bunch of like burned out huts and stuff. I guess it's just no, they, ruins. It's people of... still live there in the first book. Oh, so they just rebuilt? Yeah, they, they just a, rebuilt. It's a bunch of burnt down husks in China huts. <laughs> don't if I can't loop around back to that. All right. All right. Good shit. <laughs> Who are all probably waiting for us to fall into their comma. But this time we will be ready for them, comma, said Kylina. Aqua, Haseo, Rydia, Terry, Zasan, Light, all nod, head, in agreement. Also, one more thing. I know we're all focused on bringing Organization 7 to justice. And by justice, they mean the afterlife. But there is a far greater enemy out there that we should yeah, be Yeah, they'll be judged in the afterlife. Aqua's eyes suddenly widen. Oh, that's a new one. Being thrown back into the past. Oh, Aqua shit. and Kaz slash down a bunch of heroes, releasing their hearts to, into the sky, which is apparently a thing that has always happened, I guess. Aqua walks Wait, over to a survivor. They released their hearts into the sky? What? Yeah, like oh, like heartless. <laughs> uh, I, I think you mean like shadows. Um, please yeah, like shadows. Terminology. Aqua walks over to a surviving hero on the ground. The young hero tries to reach for their sword to protect herself. Please don't kill me. You know you don't have to do this. Aqua stands over the scared hero, holding her sword above her head, expressionless. Aqua can hear Sora's voice yelling at her. Aqua, 
Aqua. The young hero begs for her life. Please, I have a family. Freezing Aqua for a second. Seeing a flash figure of herself in hero clothes. Aqua quickly regains herself, bringing down her sword, stabbing the young hero in the heart, releasing her heart. As Jaden's voice yells out, no! <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Aqua puts her sword back on her belt, turning around with Kaz right behind her. I love that's purely an audience thing. Like, Aqua has no idea who the fuck those people are. She's not even related to them. Kaz grabs Aqua by the neck. Don't you ever hesitate. Wait, you know what that is? Do you know what that is? That's Ray's flashback from the the fucking Force Awakens. Yeah. You have been chosen to die. You little fucking goober or whatever. Kaz grabs Aqua by the neck. Don't you ever hesitate like that again, or Lisa Joe will punish us both. You are with us now, so you have to act like one of us. There's no running from this is who we are. Kaz let go of Aqua's neck. Aqua looks at Kaz, scared, but not feeling any fear, since she has no heart to have any feelings. Kaz clams down. Hey, Aqua, cheer up, would you? You just, just... Tried to choke her to death. Don't worry, Aqua. I will. I never tell Lisa Joe the details of what we do, anyways. Since you are, he did not try to choke her to death. He just grabbed her by the throat and held it for an uncomfortably long amount of time. Yeah, of course. Plus, I can't help but say I am starting to like you, Aqua. Forces a smile as Kaz smiled as well. Well, that a girl. As well, that a girl bet you haven't smiled like that in ages. A dark path opens up. It's time to head back to the Castle of Nothingness and report back to Lisaja. Kaz steps through the dark portal, disappearing. Aqua follows Kaz through the dark portal. Another time, Aqua is by herself, running through a sleeping village, killing everyone in the village. Before they wake... Before they awake, while Kaz is off with Lei, both planning to betray Lisaja, taking over Organization 7, Aqua sneaks through the leader, village leader's house to bring the head of the main leader's head back to Lisaja to test her loyalties. Aqua walks into the leader's bedroom, seeing the leader of the village sitting on the couch not moving. Aqua pulls out her sword off her belt, slowly walking over the leader, pointing the sword at her head. Aqua steps on a toy, making a sound. The leader calmly, plant, calm, calmly, calmly, he did it, he spelled it correctly for the first oh. time in his life. I'm Holy shit. Character he development. He Looks up at Aqua, showing no sign of fear. Aqua gets ready to kill her when Aqua sees a little girl on her lap. She looks at Aqua with a big smile on her face. Aqua slowly hesitates, realizing that she has a family with three more kids sleeping along with their father. The leader continues to just stare in Aqua's eyes, asking her in her mind, why are you doing this? Aqua slowly lowers her sword, putting it back on her belt, unable to finish the job. A sword goes through Aqua's back, through the right side of her side. Aqua's eyes widen in shock. The surviving the right guard pulls his side. sword. Yeah, the, the right, right side of her side. side, of her side. Yeah, the right side of her side. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That part pulls his sword out of Aqua, yelling at her to get out of there. The guard gets ready to kill Aqua when Raz <laughs> Is it is this no, Raz, is this uh, be Raz the the Raz, the you know the Razmanian devil? Come on man. <laughs> you don't know your you don't know your Rooney Dunes? No, Raz from fucking from fucking Psychonauts, idiot. Oh, sorry, my bad. I don't. It is. Play it is supposed to be. It is supposed to be Kaz. I. I yeah, I think no, it is. No, it's a different character. It's Raz from Psychonauts. <laughs> it's here to sound like Invader Zim and read your mind. 
Alright, the guard gets ready to kill Aqua, and Raz appears on out of nowhere, slamming one of the dark blades through the guard's heart, waking up everybody in the room. Raz quickly kills them all, cutting the leader's head off, <laughs> leaving her whole family dead. Raz puts the dark blade back on his Holy belt, getting shit. Aqua's face. Never a hesitator show weakness like that again, or you will be a, tra- a traitor, a rogue oh my traitor God. to us. Man literally just killed a bunch of kids. Holy shit. Also, I just realized I that Sora I accidentally read the two pages. I apologize. Matt, it is your turn. Oh, I forgive you. To us, and I will kill you myself. Rez opens up a dark portal with the leader's head. Now get back to Castle of Nothingness and clean yourself up. Raz walks through the dark portal, disappearing. Aqua stands still, in shock, unable to process what just happened. I feel exactly like her. Hold on. Yeah, mom. She's just like me, for real, for real. Keep this in the episode. Yeah, that's so true. Hold on. Yeah, right. talk, talk to mommy. <clears throat> Looking at all I. the dead bodies in the room, children and all, Aqua's unable to shed a tear due to not having a heart. Is this who I really am? I'm not so sure this I know who so I am anymore. Stupid. Aqua looks down at her hands covered in blood. Why am I doing this? Who am I really? How is Why she am having... I feeling... Yep. How is she having an existential crisis if she feels nothing? Why? Why does she? Why does she question this if she feels nothing? She shouldn't regret it. She shouldn't have feel remorse. She does. She shouldn't feel. She should just be like, yeah, I just killed a child. Well, I think the point is that you can have wants and desires, but you can't feel like. What, the what how does want and desire? I, I'm assuming she's like she's like a special she's special like Roxas's and she can actually feel the emotions and whatnot. But Roxas Maybe. is we'll special because Shion and Axel also feel feel feel. You're a liberal. I'm talking I'm talking before KH three came up with the stupid retcon that they had That's hearts not, the whole time. Axel cries in KH two. I like how yeah, but they were never described as having um what? all that stuff, you know, like Kingdom. Yeah, Arts. they like they, they gave original like, explanations for why like they had like those like moments, and then they were like, no, they could just grow hearts the whole fucking time. It's like, no, that's Michael, really fucking what are you stupid. Saying? Jacob, they literally had explanations. I'm not sure you remember that. You know, just Kingdom Hearts is the way it is, man. Just gotta like Kingdom Hearts. I'm gonna hit you with a shovel. Like they literally have explanations. They they literally explain it. Yeah, do you not remember? Because they feel. No, Jacob, do you not remember the original explanation? What is the original explanation? They're retcon. They remember having emotions. They respond to things the way they know they're supposed to, but they don't actually feel anything new. They just know how they're supposed to react. It's yeah, like and then Roxas and Xion were special because they had that connection to Sora and they weren't just like traditional like nobodies. And then of yeah, course they the, did the retcon. Like that's why all the other nobodies still like act like they have personalities because they remember having personalities and emotions, but they didn't they couldn't form new emotions. They couldn't experience new things and develop new emotions for them. That's why none of them form any emotional connections that are particularly deep. Even I'm then. listening to this as somebody who's haven't played past Kingdom Hearts one, and it's just like it. It feels like I'm listening to somebody lecture me about like a metaphysical other world 
that's just on top of our own and they're just like they're they're just explaining to me this deep into like intelligible like theory that they have and they're 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 telling me stuff and i'm just like oh my god this sounds so cool but i'm so fucking lost this sounds like a fever dream well maybe well, you should play me- the games liberal well, this is okay, to, to give you an explanation. The reason why people had an issue with the way KH three and similar games before and a little little before it um, retcon things. I don't think three retcon. I think it was an earlier game that retcon. I don't know when they said it. It might have been Dream Drop. I think. I think it was but... Dream Drop. It, it was somewhere somewhere around there. But um, the original introduction of this group of antagonists in Kingdom Hearts called the Nobodies. Uh, their original description is they are the leftover husks of people who are turned into heartless. So when somebody becomes a heartless, uh, they quote unquote die. Their heart goes off and it gets captured by darkness and it is turned into a heartless. It's, it's a weird thing. They're called heartless, but they actually many of them have hearts. Some of them don't, but most of them have hearts trapped in them and really heartless. strong hearts make really I'm strong sure all hearts. heartless have hearts in them or is it no. emblem heartless nope. don't em- emblem yes, heartless have the hearts in them yes emblem heartless no, have because the hearts. shadows aren't shadows aren't emblem heartless and they have hearts in them no no shadows do not have hearts in them you don't see the little heart things come out of them you see that for every other heartless except for neo shadows and shadows they don't have hearts in them they are pure darkness um, but anyways, the the thing I love about the nobody is the concept of a nobody is they're literally filling in the gap, the logical gap left over from a heartless. Uh, you're like you die afterwards. Your heart is taken away, but your body remains. And what happens to your body is your personality is essentially imprinted on your husk of a body. Who you were is still going to affect what your nobody does, but that's only if you have a very strong personality. Well, how would you like? How would you know what to feel in situations that you never experienced? They don't. They don't feel anything. All they know is, oh, when my friend died, I cried, so I'm going to cry now because that's what I remember happened. But when they're crying, the explanation is that they're not actually feeling anything they're not actually experiencing those emotions causing a reaction it's like pavlov's dog they don't explain it this way in the games but this is how i always thought about it it's just like pavlov's conditioning of a dog when you condition a dog to do something it begins to like you show the dog food it salivates um you ring a bell when you show the dog food it salivates eventually ringing the bell causes the dog to salivate even though there's no food it's the, I always, to me, that's all the same thing with the nobodies. I always considered it to be a to be a ironic tragedy of existence because their goal is to have hearts so they can feel emotions. But the, the but the thing is, is that they they express emotion while they already have no hearts. So it it paints their true their true goal as meaningless, which inevitably in the lore it is meaningless. Because the the what they were trying to achieve by creating Kingdom Hearts wasn't actually what was going to happen. So literally, they're doing it for nothing. Well, they're doing it for nothing either way. I mean, yeah, yeah. But my point is, is that, it doesn't matter what the justification is. 
yeah, yeah so, so they're, they're they're so trans transfixed on trying to be human and have emotions but everything they do mimic not 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 mimics but like is the, is a is a perfect mirror of what humans actually like i get what you're saying them. And I think it's a decent point, but I much prefer the original explanation where they actually don't have hearts at all. Because yeah, I think that explanation from, lends a lot more interest to them as a, as a fictional race of beings. I don't think that's from, even explained in Chain of Memories, though. Well, Is hold that, on. Because I, I, found, I found some evidence. There, there's some evidence from KH2. So, reading from the wiki, nobodies are said to be incapable of experiencing emotion. While they tend to retain memories they made as humans, the feelings they display as meaning and act. Yen Sid says, nobodies may seem to have feelings, but this is a ruse. They only pretend to have hearts. You must not be deceived. And Zaldin in the final mix says, you act as though you have a heart. When was the last time any of us feel felt anything? The wiki then to, to read, memories alone enable nobodies to correctly respond to the situations which they find themselves. Which is yeah. how I generally... Well, yeah, well that, I mean, that was before, my knowledge of it before they said that they, they did have the ability to yeah, regrow their hearts. Before a game after KH2 said that they really did have hearts, I mean, they're hard confirmed. No hearts. No emotions. They themselves constantly state that they don't have emotions, and they find it weird when people pretend like they have emotions. That's why most of the cast never emotes. Roxas, Axel, and Shion are unique in that regard. Nobody else on in the organization ever really emotes. They have personalities, but they're not like feeling things. They don't form connection. They get annoyed, but well, but, well, one thing like, like Vexen, Vexen fears feels like or shows fear when he's about to die. Like it's not just like like a, a pre preconceived emotion that he has from a memory. Because he because he's never been killed by Axel before. Yeah, but nobody still have a self preservation instinct. All living things do, even if you didn't have any emotion, you don't want to die. But they're technically not living things. That's the point. I, I, I mean, st I mean, well, still, like any, any any creature would have a self preservation instinct. None of them are just suicidal. Yeah, I think um. The, the thing there, though, Jacob, is it's difficult to say if that was real fear or if he was simply trying to uh, either, one, create a ruse, or two, if he had experienced fear of a similar case before and his immediate reaction was to express some kind of fear or turmoil. I mean, they can be... I mean, you, can just look at, you can just look at animals who we know can't feel fear, but they, they don't want to die. They will fight tooth and limb to, you know, remain alive if they feel like their life is in danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I would chalk that up to just general self-preservative instincts. And, like, that's one example compared to all of 358 over two days just shows that the nobodies don't give a fuck about Roxas or really being friends with any... They don't form friendships with each other. That's why Roxas, Axel, and Shion are unique. They, they're the true. only nobodies... What do you mean? I mean, well, it's not entirely true because because Syax feels jealousy over Roxas and Axel's friendship. Is that actual true jealousy, or is that because he remembers that he was friends with Axel before, that he was his best friend before, and that he used okay, to but essentially? If we're, if we're speaking in a literal sense, is there a difference? Like, yeah, the difference. Okay, is... this is this is getting deeper and deeper. 
because now, like, if I say, like, someone no, creates an artificial AI, like, it doesn't feel emotion. They say they don't feel emotion, but they feel, they show emotion. Would that be not be a, would not, what would the, the true difference between the, the feigned emotion and the true emotion if they're feeling it either way? You know what well, I mean? You're, you're getting like, I feel like you're complicating the problem there by saying that because you're, you're trying to get these really specific examples, but like 90% of these games is just them not describing or explaining any kind of emotional um, desires. That specific case with Syax and Axel and Roxas, that clearly has an explanation that Syax was once Axel's very good friend. He knows logically he should still be friends with Axel, but he doesn't feel the emotion to be his friend. So when he sees Roxas and Axel form a connection with each other, then Syax, I would imagine he's felt jealousy before in his life and he understands that would make him jealous. And so he expresses some kind of idea of jealousy, but I can't imagine that he can form new ideas of jealousy. I can't imagine that he forms new ideas of other things like romantic desire. He can't form new ideas of joy or expressions, mm -hmm. things like that. I mean, that's why I find the nobodies deeply compelling because they literally can't feel anything, but they know that they want to be able to feel things again. They know they yeah, want that, to experience emotions again. That's the tragedy that, that's, that, for them that, to me, is that they never got what they wanted. And and that's my whole issue with the retcon that they did in uh, Dream Drop Distance to go, oh, they just, they had the ability to, be, to have hearts, and that's why they felt things, and they, like, cried instead of, like, the original explanation, because I really, I it, it really just comes out of left field, and, like, while sure there are the, you know, the... Like, like the moments of emotion stupid. had an original explanation and you've basically just pulled that out of your ass and said like, no, they just were feet, like their hearts were just growing. Cause then it's like, well, why, why even like, what was the whole point of, go of going after kingdom hearts in the first place? If they just have to just sit and wait like a year for their because hearts. Because Xehanort was manipulating them. I mean, sure, but but that's what's stated I, I in the, the in the secret reports in Kingdom Hearts too. Yeah, he's manipulating them, but they also explicitly, constantly affirm that they don't have emotion. They always, constantly state that they don't feel things. Uh, I think that they would, you know, feel new emotions if they had hearts. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, I, 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 I think, think I might one, buy an like, explanation. Like, it's like, well, why didn't one of them just like, like, like they would, they, like if they, like if they truly were able to rebuild, like, like if if we're, if we're saying that 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 like the the, the the explanation is always true, um, none of them like developed an emotion and were like, I think I'm actually happy, Zemnis, what's going on here, like. When Kingdom Hearts 2 was written, it was not written with the explicit thing that they could regrow their hearts. It was a later retcon, which, again, I I mean, I don't like, I generally don't like retcons. I don't think they're a good writing uh, tool to use, especially because it's just like, why even add that? Like, it's just, it's just, uh, just something that Nomura pulled out of his ass. It doesn't really add anything. I've never I, had I've never had any problems with it personally. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it just devalues them and makes them seem... It, it makes the whole idea of them struggling to feel emotions feel pointless to me because they were... They they logically, if they could grow hearts, were already growing hearts and were well, feeling emotions, and they were just too fucking dumb to notice that. Uh, for me, um, I just I just consider like in like in 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 my in my head of, of how I feel how it is. I feel it's it, just, it makes it more of an ironic tragedy. It's, also, it's certainly I, more of an also, ironic tragedy, but I prefer an actual like just regular tragedy. Yeah, because 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 now it's just like well, in the Kingdom Hearts universe, if I die and I have a strong enough will. I basically just get a free revive as a nobody. I just gotta just wait a bit. Like it doesn't feel like as much as like a curse that they're trying to like escape to become like a regular person again. It's just like oh, you just gotta just gotta stick it out for a little bit. Yeah, and this is this is also a small thing. I really wish that they had um, sort of gone with the implied idea from KH two that your nobody doesn't look like the original person. Um, well, that's only a thing. That's a, that's I only know. a Roxas I know that's thing. only a thing for Roxas because of other shit with Sora. But the implication in Cage Two is that your nobody doesn't look like the original person. Well, no, because Zemnis looks like Ansem, looks like Terranort. Mm, I suppose, but he's also a very special case where he turned himself into a heartless and also basically turned himself it, into a nobody. Well, he turned all it, of them into heartless and nobodies too. It's just, he he did I mean, the same process for every, all of the organization members as he did himself. I, I don't remember them in Cage 2 saying that you looked different. I mean, sure, yeah, Roxas I, has like a I different they, haircut, they didn't, but he they still didn't, does look like Sora. Yeah, that, that's my point. They didn't confirm it, but the implication was that your nobody probably wouldn't look like the original person. Not necessarily, at least. Because well, like, I mean, we don't yeah. know why Roxas looks different from Sora in Cage 2. Yeah, but I, I, he, he definitely had it planned ahead for, for there to be a reason, because he set, he sets up Ventus's existence in three five eight. Yeah, I know. But I still think that the implied uh, thing of them looking different would have been cool, just because I, don't I think, think it differentiates from the original I, person. I personally yeah. don't think it's like it's an implication because it's like very obviously already planned to not be an implication, like. But by KH2, we didn't know that. Well, yeah, but just because we didn't know that doesn't mean it wasn't planned. Yeah, but it, like, it, that's it, what it, I'm saying is when I played it. It does not seem like it was planned. It feels, again, like it, like a retcon. Are, are, we, are we still talking about the nobodies? Yes, Michael. I want to talk about yes, things I enjoy on my podcast instead of Chain of Memories because I fucking hate <laughs> Chain of Memories. All right. All right. I, we, I just want to make sure we, we, because we it's should been going on for, like, what, 20 board. minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we, we 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 have been going on about the ret, the retcon uh thing um for a bit. Matt, get back to the get back to the page. Why am I killing innocent people? But I will no longer take an innocent life. I'm sorry, Kaz, but I can no longer do this. I have to figure out a way to leave to find out who I really am. Aqua was walking through the dark path after running away from Organization 7 as Kaz sadly let Aqua go. Aqua grabs her head, feeling all the pain of the heroes and innocent people she has killed, hearing many voices calling out to her. Aqua hears Raz and the rest of Organization 7 calling her a cold-blooded killer. It's who you are. You can't run from it. After Kaz convinced Lisa ja, that Aqua will never slip up again. Aqua hears the voices of the heroes and innocent people she has killed. I can't believe you would do all something this evil and show no remorse. You are truly a murderer. When you die, your heart will be lost in the darkness forever. Aqua remembers the night she broke free from Organization 7's control. Why am I killing innocent people who have family and don't deserve to die? 
They only fight to protect their family and village from the darkness. Aqua hears Sora and Jaden's voice through her. Sora calls out to Aqua. You already know who you are. Aqua, just look deep inside yourself and in time you'll remember who you really are. Aqua sees herself as a kid laying on her bed. Sapphire is towards the end of her life watching Ezra and Jaina putting Aqua. All right, let's see. Uh, Putting Aqua to bed. To bed. 177. Okay. To bed. Sapphire smiles while Ezra points to Aqua's heart. Don't you ever feel afraid to be alone, Aqua? Because you never will be. Your mother and I will always be here in your heart, said Ezra. I, I, okay, so Ezra apparently had Aqua. Of course. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I retract my statement that she wasn't related to Sora and Jane. Well, she technically would have no idea who those people are, but continue. They, yeah, they are related um, to it's been a hundred years, so how the fuck are they... How the fuck are they still, like, slaying puss or whatever? They just are. I'm assuming this is, like, a hundred years ago. Like, oh, that's fair. Because she she's a member of the organization who also lived oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, she's a nobody. She she's a mortal type. Right, she's already dead. Right. I forgot that. Uh, I forgot that part. We're always with you, said Jaina. Ezra and Jaina kiss. Aqua goodnight, leaving the room to take care of Sapphire. Aqua closes her eyes, smiling, falling asleep as Jaden whispers into Aqua's ear after bringing Sapphire's spirit back with him, with the rest of the, the family that already passed passed on. He whispers into her ear, Jaden sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the family had already passed, pasted on. I am so proud of you, Aqua. You will grow up to be a great warrior like myself and your grandmother. Aqua's mind is overloaded with all these thoughts. What about yeah. her mother? What the fuck, asshole? Sexist douche. <laughs> Girls can't fight, except for He Angel. fought with his wife. No. Just the grandmother. I, I, I guess it's, it's more so like... Ezra did a little bit more, but like Angel was also Ezra the one that brought like anything. Dick Sucka. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know, man. Aqua's over mind is overloaded with all these thoughts and memories running through her mind. Aqua mind shut down as Aqua's eyes widen, collapsing on the floor, collapsing on the ground. Time passes when Bree is walking around trying to forgive herself for something she failed to do, still healing from a fresh injury. Bree sees Aqua's body. On the ground, motionless. Bree runs to Aqua, hoping there is something she can do to help. Bree turns Aqua over, laying on her back with her eyes closed, wearing an Organization 7 robe. Bree at first pulls back, angry at what evil things Organization 7 has done to her and her friends. Bree looks closer at Aqua's neck, seeing a necklace with a familiar symbol, surprising her. No way. How is this even possible? Jaden appears in front of Bree. Her name is Aqua. Her mind is broken again, but she is still alive. Jaden explains everything to Bree. Bree responds, yes, I can rebuild her mind, yet it will come at a great cost. She will never remember anything about her past. Jaden nods, good. It's better that way. It's the only way to really protect her from the darkness. Why is Jaden here? I don't know. Is, this, He's is just, this the end of Chain of Memories, the game? I guess so. I can give Aqua a new memory, no problem. But what about her heart, Jaden? Grins, removing the black robe, showing her normal clothes. Don't worry about that, Bree. Leave it to me. You want me to just finish this off then? Jaden kneels on one knee, putting his hand on Aqua's heart, glowing with life as Aqua starts breathing again, slowly with her eyes still closed in deep sleep until her mind is rebuilt. Jaden gets back up. That should do it. Jaden turns back to Bree. You now know what to do. Now we must part ways as Jaden disappears. Bree holds Aqua in her arms. Don't worry, Aqua. I promise to take good care of you. 
You will fit in with the rest of my students. Rydia, Asuna, Terry's, and Light, your new friends. Wait, hold on, wait. This sucks so much. <laughs> Didn't Jaden die? Is this his, like, force ghost? Yeah, this is, his, this is his ghost. He appears in front of him. Oh, okay, all right. This is I'm gonna so... eat some cake now. I hate this. Okay, Marie Antoinette. Chill out, bro. Dude, this cake's so good, it's slaying my pussy for real. That is not what Marie Antoinette would say. Apologize. She's, she, she, no. she, she, she would say, let everybody have cake. It's bussin' for real, no cap. Sergio, I'm gonna hit you with a shovel. <laughs> and or a vehicle. My vehicle. When I pick you, you up from the airport in three weeks. Oh, I have to read the fucking fight. I have to read the fight page. Yes. You guys are godless. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah, I guess you're right. Kylina and Leon versus Jin. Aqua opens oh. her eyes, laying on the bed with Haseo by her side, surrounded by Rydia, Terry's, Kylina, and Leon with all concerned faces. This is so. Wait, hold. Okay, so last chapter was the fucking, like, sex chapter, right? I'm not, I'm not making before, yes. up. Yeah. yeah, last episode was the sex episode. Is that better? Yes. The sex episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just making sure I'm not missing anything because it definitely feels like I am, even though I'm not. We're all missing something. Why are they all concerned? Oh, I hate this. Asuna and Light stand by the doorway from the away from the group. Are you okay? asks Lydia. I think so. What happened to me? asks Aqua. You paced it out, and so I laid you down on the best. Then you were screaming in pain from something that was happening in your mind. I was so worried about you. I wanted to wake you up so you would stop the pain that we felt all felt in our heart, but Leon said there was nothing we could do, so we just had to wait until it passed. And Haseo looking worried. I'm so sorry, guys. I didn't mean to scare you. It's been happening so much lately. Sometimes I feel I will never wake up again, said Aqua. Radius smiles. Oh, Jacob. So- yes, honey. I think, I think Mike Freeney forgot to write Aqua passing out after the flashbacks, but they they because they, they were talking, and then Aqua had all those flashbacks, and I'm assuming that she started screaming and passing out. That's what I do when I when I have to deal with Mike Freeney writing, so I I can relate to her. <sighs> Where was I? Um, uh, it's okay. We understand. I'm glad you're okay now. Are you ready to get going to Sora Ancient Lost Village? That sentence specifically sounds like a sentence that Nick wrote. Is okay. that is, is that fair? <laughs> is that a fair statement? Because if uh, I hate I hate chain of memories. Yes, of course we need to hurry. I'm sure I wasted enough times at Aqua's. Haseo holds Aqua up. Haseo holds Aqua's hand as Radio holds hands with Terry's, while Asuna holds hands with Light, keeping to themselves. I hate this. Behind the group, acting a bit weird. Aqua, Haseo, Rydia, Terry's, Asuna, Light, Kylina, and Leon leave the village led by Kylina and Leon. Rydia looks back at Asuna and Light. We still, still quite. Are you two okay? Asks Rydia. Asuna and Light both smile, looking at each other. Yes, we're good. Just thinking about the best way to bring down Organization 7. So Asuna, Rydia, Ulster, rolls her eyes. 
You guys are such lovebirds, said Rydia. Look who's talking. You grew up fast, said Light, as everyone looks at Rydia and Terry's turning red. Aqua, Haseo, Rydia, Terry's Asuna, Light, Kylina, and Leon all laugh, heading to some open plains with the edge of a cliff not too far from them. So Aqua, Haseo, <sighs> Rydia, Terry's Asuna, Light, Kylina, and can you guess the last person? Oh. Is it Sora? Is it Sora? Is he back? Is it Sora? It's Leon. All free is feeling a very strong dark presence. Hmm. Crazy. Uh, go ahead, Serge. All right. Uh, 180. Yes. Yep. All right. Aqua turns around, seeing a dark figure standing a distance from her. Aqua jumps back into Haseo's arms as Aqua, Haseo, Rydia, Teres, Asuna, Light, Kylina, and Leon face this mysterious dark figure. Something is different about this dark figure. He's not wearing a dark robe, so he's not part of the organization, said Light. I remember now. His name is Jin. He's Selica's assassin, said Kylina as Leon remembers the evil he's done to their family. Jin just stares at Asuna. Asuna stares back at Jin, looking at him straight in his eyes, feeling powerless, unable to move. Kylina and Leon step in front of Aqua, say already a Terry's awesome light. We will handle this guy. This is personal. We have some unfinished business with this guy, said Kylina. Asuna final breaks eyes contact with Jin. Are you okay, Asuna? What happened to you? You look frozen in time, asked Light. I am fine. Light, don't worry about it, I promise, said Asuna, holding on the white I hope Leon fucking dies. I want someone to die, please. I hope every character dies. I don't want to read this book ever again. Aqua, Haseo, Rydia, Teres, Asuna, Light, back up a ways, giving Kylina and Leon lots of space. Kylina pulls the Destiny Saber off her belt. Okay, that, that's kind of that's kind of pog, I'm not going to lie. Taking in a deep breath. Don't worry, sweetheart, I can handle this. Leon keeps his eyes on Jen, making sure he doesn't try anything sneaky, which he does so often. Leon nods his head in agreement. Please be careful, honey. I will, sweetheart. Kylina charges at Jen full speed. Jin pulls the ninja blade off his belt, bringing it down using a bunch of ninja blasts right at Kylina. Kalina. Kalina dodges most of them, blocking the others. Kalina continuously swings the Destiny Saber at Jin. Jin easily blocks the Destiny Saber with the Ninja Blade. Jin slams his knee into Kalina's guts. Jin uppercuts Kalina with the side of the Ninja Blade. Jin power kicks Kalina hard in the chest. Jin brings down the Ninja Blade using a Ninja Blast, hitting Kalina dead on, knocking Kalina backwards, hitting the ground. Matthew... Uh, Sergio wants to read a second page again. Kylina, get back up. Jean appears behind Kylina, swinging the ninja blade at Kylina. Kylina quickly turns around, blocking the ninja blade with the destiny saber. So, Kylina, I see you and Leon finally had the guts to up your guts to pick up your weapons and fight again. We thought by killing all your family and friends. We had broken you both, causing you and Leon to never fight again, and die with broken heart full of sadness and despair. Kylina grins a bit. Nice try, Jin, but that doesn't work on us. Sorry to disappoint you. We have already moved. We have new friends now and their family to us, so if you want to try and hurt them, you have to go through us first. I no longer care that my family and friends are dead. I've moved. I've moved. That should be on a shirt. That should really be on a shirt. I no longer care for the evil you've done to me. I moved. Jin laughs a bit. But 
That's the plan. Myself and Celica will kill every last one of the young heroes one by one. Kylina feels more anger over my dead body. Kylina punches Jin across the face. Kylina continually beats I down imagine, Jin. With I the imagine the fat, the fat Geralt punch. <laughs> Kylina uppercuts Jin with the side of the Destiny Saber. Kylina roundhouse kicks Jin in the face, knocking Jin off balance. Kalina holds out her hand using light energy, knocking Jin backwards, hitting the ground hard. Jin hit the hit the don't touch my baby button. Kalina brings down the destiny saber using many destiny blasts, hitting the ground where Jin is. Jin appears behind Kalina, stabbing Kalina in the side with the ninja blade. Her eyes widen in shock with blood coming from her mouth. Kalina tries to turn around, swing the destiny saber at Jin. Jin steps back, pulling the ninja blade out of Kalina, causing Kalina some pain. Jin kicks Kalina in her injured side. Jin grabs Kalina by the neck, slamming her to the ground. He then brings down the ninja blade against her, but Kylina blocks the ninja blade with the destiny saber. Then Kylina slams her foot into Jin's guts, knocking Jin backwards a bit, off balance. Kylina gets up, going to kick Jin in the side, but Jin catches Kylina's foot to bring the side of the ninja blade against Kylina's leg, causing her pain. Jin lets go of Kylina's foot. <gasps> While Kylina tries to keep her balance, Kylina goes to trip Jin. Jin steps back, easily dodging Kylina's foot as Kylina holds in her pain, throwing herself off balance. Jin continually punches Kylina in the gut, in the chest and guts with the side of the ninja blade and his other fist. Kylina catches Jin's fist. Don't Jin knees Kylina in the ribs Jin, and cuts Kylina across the face with the ninja blade. Jin punches Kylina across the face with the side of the ninja blade, knocking Kylina to the ground. Jin kicks Kylina in the ribs, knocking Kylina backwards, rolling on the ground. Kylina tries to get up, breathing a bit hard, unable to heal herself anymore. Kylina sees Jin's foot in her vision. Sorry, Jin's feet in her vision. Kylina gets up on one knee. So, Jin, you are going to kill me too. The same way you murdered my family and friends that I moved past. Jin laughs more or less, yes. But before you die, Kylina, you will experience the worst pain you have ever felt. Then, Kylina, you will die. Especially now that you can't heal yourself anymore. How does that feel to be like just like everyone else? Why Kylina can't keeps... she heal anymore? Because he cut her. Why does that prevent her from healing? Because he cut her. I think, did they say his ninja blade does that? I, I can't honestly remember if they said that it did that. I mean, there was the curse sword from the first book that healed the, the user. So, like, this, hmm. that's not out of the question. Maybe. Kalina keeps herself clam, knowing that what Jin is trying to do to get herself. Filled with anger, fighting more sloppy, more making more mistakes. Kylina grins. Sorry to disappoint you, Jin, but there's no way you could cause me you could cause me any more pain than you already have. Kylina springs up, swinging the destiny saber at Jin. Jin moves aside, dodging the destiny saber. Jin slams his knee into Kylina's guts, knocking blood from Kylina's mouth. Jin continually beats down Kylina with the ninja blade, cutting Kylina on many different places on her body. Jin grabs Kylina by the neck, slamming the side of the ninja blade into Kylina's guts. Knocking blood from Kylina's mouth, Jin lets go of Kylina. Jin upper, power uppercuts Kylina in the air. Jin brings down the ninja blade using a ninja blast, hitting Kylina point blank in the face. Knocking Kylina backwards, hitting the ground hard. Kylina gets up, breathing hard and bleeding. Your turn, Jake. Jin charges back at Kylina. Kylina brings down the Destiny Saber using many Destiny blasts at Jin. Jin blocks the Destiny Blast, knocking a few of them back at Kylina. Kylina jumps back, blocks all the Destiny Blasts with the Destiny Saber. Kylina loses her balance, almost falling. The last of the Destiny Blast, last of Destiny Blast, hits Kylina, knocking Kylina backwards in the air. Jin appears, knocking Kylina forwards. Right before Kylina hits the ground, Jin appears a bit of distance, a bit distance from Kylina. Jin brings down the Ninja Blade using the Ninja Blast, hitting Kylina dead on, knocking Kylina backwards, hitting the ground hard. 
Kylina gets back up bleeding. Not bad, Jen, but I am not impressed. Jen appears behind Kylina. Jen swings the ninja blade at Kylina, cutting Kylina on her back. Kylina almost falls to her knees at Kylina. Regains her balance. Kylina turns around, swinging the destiny saber at Jen. Jen steps back, easily dodging the destiny saber. Jen power kicks Kylina in the ribs, punt breaking Kylina's ribs. Kylina's eyes widen in pain. Jen punches Kylina across the face with the side of the ninja blade, knocking Kylina to the ground. Jen slams his foot against Kylina a few times, causing Kylina pain. Jen puts more pressure on Kylina's chest, cutting Kylina's air off as Kylina is unable to get free due to her overwhelming pain. Kylina is finally able to get her hand up before passing out. Kylina holds up her hand using light energy, knocking Jin backwards, hitting the ground. Kylina gets up, wasting no time, ignoring her pain, charging at Jin. Jin gets back up, seeing Kylina coming right for him as Kylina nears Jin. Kylina moves faster than Jin's eyes can see as the ninja blade misses Kylina. Kylina now behind Jin. Kylina swings the destiny saber at Jin, cutting Jin on the back. Jin quickly turns around, swinging the ninja blade at Kylina. Kaylina steps back, just barely dodging the ninja blade, just cutting her hair a bit. So, let me get this straight. Just uh-huh. making sure, just making sure I have this, I have this all right in my uh-huh. head. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jin teleports behind Kylina. Yes. Cuts her back. Yes. And then Kylina teleports behind Jin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And cuts his you back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that yep. took yep. three pages to tell us. Yes. Yes. It did. It really did. It's so impressive. Can't believe he did it so fast. Okay, I'm just making sure I had it all right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alrighty. Kylina punches Jin across the face of the side of the Destiny Saber. Continually, continually beats down Jin with that said weapon. Kylina gets low on the ground. Power high kicking Jin high up in the air. Kylina, nothing personnels him and brings the Destiny Saber down. Jin regains himself in midair, turning around, surprising her, grabbing her wrist and holding the Destiny Saber. Kylina acts quickly, holding out her hand using light energy, knocking him back down to the ground before he hits the ground. Kylina appears on the ground, roundhouse kicking Jin in the back, knocking Jen forward, hitting the ground hard. Kylina brings down the Dusty Saber using many Destiny Blasts, all flying in the air, stopping all surroundings where Jin hit the ground. Kylina brings her hands down towards the ground. All the Destiny Blasts come crashing down, Jin exploding. Kylina breathes hard from using so much energy and in pain from her wounds, she can no longer heal herself. A Ninja Blast comes flying at Kylina, surprising Kylina. Kylina just moves to the side, barely dodging the Ninja Blast. Why can her she not, not being able to heal herself after taking damage is big Thancred energy, and only Jake would understand that reference. That oh is gosh. that is big Thancred energy. I'm going to use my ultimate technique that makes me instantly kill the other opponent, but has a 99.99% chance to also make me die. It'd be funny, though. Do it for the bit. Oh, fuck. I closed the document. Um, I'm so well, proud of guess you. we got to cancel the episode, Jin, guys. Matt, close the, uh, the document. I'm still reading. Just open it again. Jin appears next to Kylina. Slamming the side of the ninja blade into Kylina's broken rib, stabbing Kylina at one of her organs, causing Kylina great pain with blood coming out of her mouth. Oh, that must have been the spleen. 
Uh, Jin grabs Kylina by the neck. Jin punches Kylina in the guts a few times at the side of the ninja blade, knocking blood out of Kylina's mouth. Jin slams Kylina against the ground a few times. Jin holds Kylina up by the neck. Jin puts his hand with the ninja blade against Kylina's guts, using dark energy, knocking Kylina backwards, hitting the ground hard. Why not just stab the, the ninja blade into her guts and kill her? Come on, legendary assassin. Do you not know how to kill somebody? Kylina no, this, is Mike, this is a Mike Freedy book. Do you expect anyone to know how to kill anyone? That's a good point. Kylina slowly gets back up, feeling the worst physical pain she's felt in her life. Kylina smiles, laughing it off. I, I guess it wasn't that bad. Jin walks up towards Kylina. What's so funny, Kylina? You laugh in the face of death? Kylina looks into Jin's eyes. No, Jin, I am not afraid. To die. This physical pain I am feeling is nothing to the emotional pain you have already given me when Eugene in Organization 7 killed my family and friends. A piece of me already died that day. You took our family away from Leon and myself, so no, I'm not afraid to die. Their possessive isn't anything you can do, Jin, that will scare me. Why do you think I am fighting you? First, because I will keep fighting you to the death. So I will keep fighting you until I die, Jin. So if you want to get rid of me, Jin, you're going to have to kill me. Jin. Kylina glows with power, releasing all the energy she has left in her body, helping Kylina fight to help keep up with Jin. Kylina continually swings the Destiny Saber at Jin with great speed. Jin blocks the Destiny Saber with the Ninja Blade each time. Kylina power swings the Destiny Saber at Jin. Jin blocks the Destiny Saber with the Ninja Blade. Jin power kicks Kylina in her leg, breaking it. Kylina screams out in pain, trying to grab her leg, falling to one knee, almost giving up. Kylina knows she can't just give up and let Jin kill her without a fight. Kalina hears her family call out to her to get up and fight. Kalina slowly gets back up, bleeding and breathing hard. I'm not done yet, Jean. Kalina uses all her strength, swinging the Destiny Saber at Jin. Jin grabs Kalina by her wrist. Jin brings down his other arm, sapping sapping Kalina arm in half. Kalina yells out in pain, dropping the Destiny Saber. Jin stabs Kalina in the guts to stop Kalina from screaming. Kalina's eyes widen in shock with blood flowing out of her mouth. Aku and Rydia try to run to Kalina on the brink of tears as Haseo and Teres hold them back. There's nothing we can do for Kalina now, said Haseo and Teres, both trying to remain strong. Asuna and Light are in shock, not knowing how to react, never seeing anyone die before. Jin grins, now you have my permission to die, Kalina. Jin slams the ninja blade all the way through Kalina, coming out the other side of Kalina. Kalina's eyes remain wide in complete shock as Jin pulls the... Also, I would just like to say, before Michael takes over, uh, Sergio, Fankred at least had an excuse on why he could not heal himself. She does not. She's just, like, dying for no reason, even though she has healing powers that has never had a limit on them before. You are right, yes. Okay. Ninja Blade out of Kylina. Kylina falls backwards, landing on her back. Kylina feels her life slipping away from Jin. Her turns around, waiting for Leon to attack. Leon runs to Kylina. Leon slides to the ground, holding Kylina by the head, feeling all his emotions to come pouring out. Kylina smiles, putting her hand on Leon's face. Remember, Leon, you promised me you would remain strong. We both knew we would leave this world and be free to be with the rest of our children and family. Death doesn't scare us. We already died a long time ago. Now I am free, more powerful than than Jin can ever imagine. Leon holds his tears and putting She's his hand on Yeah, putting his hand on Kylina's heart. You're right, Kylina. I promise I will see you all sooner than you know. 
Now, you must sleep, my love. Kylina, until we meet again, Kylina smiles, taking her last breath, feeling her heart stop as Kylina's life leaves her body. Yes, let's fucking go! I'm so glad somebody Thank died! Thank God. Anyways, Leon closes Kylina's eyes, building a wall around his heart in completely anger. Leon slowly standing up, pulling the soul edge completely anger slowly pulling the soul edge off his belt leon grips the soul edge super tight still looking at kylina's lifeless body so leon do you hate me do you want to kill me then come and get me hold on hold on hold on hold on this sounds familiar the soul edge is the sword from soul caliber Oh, yeah. It is, yeah. And I and I would know that because one of my D and D characters was based off the Soul Edge. Huh. That's is there all. also a character named Leon in Soul Caliber? Did he just killed the? Uh... I think that's that's from Final Fantasy. But... Uh, oh, right. I'm just sitting he's here. Not called, he's not called Leon. In uh... I am. Is him Squall Leon Hart? The main ca- am... the, the main antagonist of the the game Soul Edge is named Cervantes de Leon. <laughs> so I'm, no, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here looking at the line. Do you hate me? Do you want to kill me? Then come and get me. Avenge Kylina. And I'm just like, I've heard this somewhere before in the series. Like this, this just feels like a line I've already heard before. He, every line that he's ever used ever has been used already in another book. Oh, that's fair. <sighs> All right. Jin quickly swings the soul edge at Jin. Jin quickly turns around, blocking the soul edge with a ninja blade. Leon looks into Jin's eyes, filled with fire. You don't get to talk about Kylina like that. Leon punches Jin across the face. Leon continually beats down Jin with the soul edge. Leon uppercuts Jin with the side of the soul edge. Leon holds out his hand using energy, knocking Jin backwards, hitting the ground hard. Leon wastes no time charging at Jin while Jin is getting up. J- Leon goes to kick Jin. Jin get- blocks Leon's foot with his arm. Jin punches Leon in the ribs with the side of the ninja blade. Jin continually kicks Leon in the guts many times. Jin uppercuts Leon with the side of the ninja blade. Jin kicks Leon in the chest, knocking Leon backwards, hitting the ground. That was the whole page? Yep. Jin brings down the ninja blade towards Leon. Leon rolls to the side as the blade breaks through the ground. Leon kicks the blade to the side away from himself. Leon gets up, swinging the soul edge at Jin. Jin moves to the side, barely dodging the soul edge. Jin cuts Leon across his guts with the ninja blade. Jin brings down the ninja blade using a ninja blast, hitting Leon point blank in the face, knocking him backwards, hitting the ground. Leon gets back up. Jin charges at Leon. Leon brings down the soul edge using many soul edge blasts. Jin dodges most of them. As Jen blocks the other Soul Edge, blasts with the side of the Ninja Blade. Jin punches Leon in the face with the side of the Ninja Blade. Leon knees Jin in the guts. Jin punches Leon in the ribs a few times. Leon cuts Jin. Leon grabs Jin by the neck, slamming him into the ground. Leon picks him up by the neck, throwing him backwards. <laughs> he just did it twice. Jin regains his footing, landing back on the ground, sliding on his feet. Leon runs at a great speed, slamming his shoulder into Jin's chest. Leon tackles Jin to the ground. Jin slams his knee into Leon's guts, flipping Leon over himself. Leon and Jin both get back up, facing each other. Leon continually swings his soul edge at Jin. Jin blocks his soul edge each time with a ninja blade. Leon is able to break Jin's defenses. Leon kicks Jin in the ribs, cracking them a bit. Just a little bit, you know. Leon punches Jin across the face, knocking Jin off balance. Leon quickly stabs Jin in his left shoulder. Jin's eyes widens in surprise that Leon got past his defenses. Leon pulls the soul edge out of Jin's shoulder. Leon continually beats down Jin with the soul edge, cutting Jin on his sides. Leon kicks Jin in the chest. Leon brings down the soul edge using a soul edge blast. Why is is he surprised? 
that he got through with defense. He's not fucking Gara. He doesn't have like impervious defense. He got hit in a previous match multiple times. Why is he surprised? He got no punched problem. twenty seconds Leon ago. Continue- Leon continually beats Jin with the Soul Edge, cutting Jin on his sides. Leon kicks Jin in the chest. Leon brings down the Soul Edge using a Soul Edge blast, hitting Jin point blank, knocking, uh, knocking Jin backwards, uh, hitting the ground hard. Jin br- gets back with Leon in front of him with a bit of distance between them. Jin breathes a bit hard, bleeding from his. Uh, Jake, I think I skipped over you, so you're next. You page. did. I was waiting to see if anybody noticed. I Shoulder, not bad at all. Leon, you are stronger than we last met. I knew you would be much stronger, yet I see you are still being a bit held back by fighting through the light. You, Leon, have seen what I've done to Kylina, so if you give in to the darkness that you know you want to give in to, you can be unstoppable. We can use someone as strong as you, Leon. We both promise we won't ever betray you. We both? Who is we both? Who Who... Is he talking about? And when he says we both, him and Leon, mm-hmm. I guess. Why we both promise we won't ever betray you? That doesn't make any sense. If Leon's the other party, is he we d- can use. Is there only other one? Well, no. I, don't I guess Lisa. Ja. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. I'm assuming it just means like the. Oh, probably Celica. Yeah, Salika. Someone who hasn't been mentioned at all this chapter, by the way. Yeah. She, 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 they, they did, they did mention her. They go, "That's Jin. He, she, he's Selica's assassin." Well, she's been okay. So she hasn't been mentioned in like fucking three, three, four, five pages. So she's out of the subject completely, entirely. (laughs) This is the one time that he uses. This is the one time he uses a pronoun and actively makes the story more confusing. The first time ever. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take to his his defense here. I I think no. I I think this is grammatically correct because Leon would not go. I can use you. He's talking as him and his employer. He could we say can use you. we both. Celica and I can use someone because she's not mm. been mentioned in pages. So it doesn't make sense for him to say we, well, they haven't really mentioned he's everything. Everything that, they've previously mentioned is either his dead well, family the, the other thing, though, or is, his dead wife. The, the other thing though, is it's implied to Leon who he's referring to as both. Like Leon would know who he's talking about. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm going to kind of slide in the middle here. I, I agree with Jake that it is very confusing, but like, I also can kind of put into comparison, like who who else has Jin been affiliated with? Like, I think it would be better if you haven't <laughs> mentioned a character in multiple pages. You should not bring them back up with the phrase "we" because that. I mean, you could you you could in, replace the sense. second "we" with Celica and I because "we" sounds like he's talking about an organization, and then you can further specify in the sentence with "and Celica and I both promise." It's stupid. Eh, I feel like he's done worse than that. It's fine. Yeah, but this is enough to be a nitpick. This isn't right. a blatant terrible. This is a nitpick terrible, which is the All worst right. kind of terrible. Leon grins, keeping calm, letting the light flow through his body. I doubt that 
I doubt that, Jen. You must, you must, you just don't get it, Jen. I already lived a full life of love, happiness, pain, and despair. The more time passes, that my body gets weaker, and only my spirit gets stronger. That's a weird thing to say. There's nothing more I can do through this life. You already took everything from me, but I am not going to give up and die. I will pass on my knowledge and power through the light to my friends who will rise in the light, making the light stronger than it's ever been to stop you. And the darkness. Eugen should have rethought your life, turning back on the darkness, asking the light for forgiveness. But it seems deep down in your heart, you've lost. You're lost in the darkness, which shall lead to your demise. That is the. That's such a stupid thing to say. <laughs> hmm. That's like that's like saying the barn is red. You are you are in the darkness and evil. Like Kylina, I'm not afraid to die, and just because you are able to, to strike myself and Kylina down doesn't mean this fight is over. In fact, this fight has only begun. Thinking of Aqua, Haseo, Rydia, Teres, Asuna, and Light. They're the ones who will stop destroying everything. You and Selica worked to do that, I prom- What? <laughs> what? Who will stop... That the God, stop you! I think it's what it's supposed yeah, to say, stop right? You Am destroying I crazy? everything. Because stop destroying everything you and Selica work to do just makes it sound like they're giving up as soon as he oh, dies. No, I no, I see, I see what he's saying. He's missing a comma here. Uh, they will stop destroying everything that you and Selica worked. They will stop you destroy everything that you and Selica worked to do. Comma. That I promise you, Gene. He's missing a U after stop. The commas are optional because it's Mike Freeney. Well, commas are necessary for um. Well, for normal people, maybe, but but not Mike Freeney. Yeah, we're definitely missing a U after uh, stop. Jin shakes his head, trying hard not to laugh. I see you have all you have. I see you have all you have, all your faith in this young heroes who haven't killed a person yet alone experience the pain of loss. They all have no idea what's coming for them. If they were smart, they would have stayed in the comfort of their own isolated island where they would have spent their day in peace. Just one day. Just one. Until Salika and I have put the three legendary blades together, taking over this world once we get back to their tiny little island. We would have given them a choice to join us in the darkness, severing only us, or be brave through the light and die by our hands. Leon grins. Hate to break it to you, Jin, but that's not gonna happen. Leon swings the soul edge at Jin. Jin blocks the soul edge with the ninja blade. Jin kicks Leon hard in the ribs, cracking them a bit. Jin punches Leon across the face. Jin holds out his hand in Leon's face using dark energy, knocking Leon backwards and hitting the ground hard. Leon gets back up and Jin appears behind Leon, swinging the ninja blade at Leon, cutting deep into Leon's back. Leon turns around, swinging the soul into Jin. Jin catches Leon's wrist. Jin slams the side of the ninja blade into Leon's guts. Leon's eyes widen in shock. Jin sticks the side of the ninja blade deeper into Leon with blood coming out as Leon tries to pull the ninja blade out of himself. Both Leon and Jin are at a standstill. Jin kicks Leon at his knee, causing Leon to lose balance. Jin cuts Leon across the chest with the ninja blade, and then Jin grabs Leon by the neck slamming him into the ground a few times. Jin picks up Leon by the neck, throwing Leon up into the air. Jin appears above Leon, slamming the side of the ninja blade into Leon's back, knocking Leon back down towards the ground at full speed as Leon crashing into the ground hard. 
Jin looks back from the ground, hard and breathing, bleeding. Jion, Leon appears behind Jin. Leon swings the solar to Jin, cutting Jin in his back. Sola, Jion, Jion's gonna come in your face right now. Jin turns around, taking Leon across the face, knocking blood from Leon's mouth. Leon sees Jin wearing down and bleeding. It seems like you are mortal after all. Plus, you're the one who's a coward. Jin, you can't even show your true face, or are you too ashamed to show us what you're really hiding? Jean power kicked Leon in the ribs, breaking them, knocking blood out of Leon's. I'm just, I'm just thinking like, like, like Jin reveals his true face and he's just wearing like Joker makeup. <laughs> so, like he, he goes by Jin this entire time, takes off his mask and is just like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> it's, it's just Zephyr again. It's just it's Zephyr. Zephyr again. I hope it is Zephyr again. That would be so funny. <laughs> Mouth, that's not your concern. Jin kicks Leon in the face, knocking Leon to the ground. Jin feels pain in his injured shoulder. Jin feels a moment of hesitation in his heart, throwing Jin off guard just for a bit. Leon quickly gets back up, swinging the soul edge at Jin, cutting Jin across the guts. Jin, Leon continually punches Jin in the guts and chest with, the, with both the side of the soul edge and his fist. Leon kicks Jin in his injured shoulder, knocking Jin off balance. Leon brings down the soul edge using a soul edge blast, hitting Jin point blank in the face, knocking Jin backwards, hitting the ground hard. Leon falls down to one knee, breathing hard and bleeding. Leon hears Kylina's voice. Come on, sweetheart. You were born male. Get back up. You must keep fighting until you, you can't fight anymore. You were born male? So, all right, real quick, running gag. I, I've noticed this, at least in, in Freeney books. The way that, or at least in just in general fiction, if you are assigned, if you are assigned uh, female at birth, or you are just any, if you're a woman in general, you are probably going to die and motivate somebody to take revenge that's so progress i know you still have more in you sweetheart by exposing Jin's weakness our young hero friends can use that against him leon smiles of course honey i will never give up until my last breath leon gets back up still thinking about kylie instead of the fight Jin appears behind leon stabbing leon on the side with the ninja blade leon's eyes widen in shock with blood coming out of leon's mouth Jin pulls the ninja blade out of leon leon turns around facing Jin, holding his in his pain i'm not done yet leon swings the soul edge at jin jin blocks the soul edge with the ninja blade jin kicks leon in his injured side knocking leon off balance leon holds his, in his pain leon uh, sorry fucking jin continually beats down leon with the ninja blade jin cuts leon in his body with the ninja blade jin uppercuts leon with the side of the ninja blade jin kicks leon in the guts knocking leon to the ground hard Jin brings down the ninja blade. Leon kicks the ninja blade to the side. Leon gets back up, punching Jin across the face a few times. Leon uses a lot of energy power, kicking in, in the chest, knocking Jin backwards, sliding on his feet. Leon breathes hard, dripping with blood. Leon runs at Jin, swinging the soul edge at... At... Jin. Jin easily moves to the side. Dodging the soul edge, Jin cuts Leon across the guts with the ninja blade. Leon swings the soul edge at Jin, turning around, facing Jin... The ho- Leon holds out his hand to the ground using light energy, surprising Jin, knocking both himself and Jin backwards in the air. Both Leon and Jin land on their feet a distance from each other. Leon brings down the Soul Edge using a Soul Edge Blast aimed at Jin. Jin brings down the Ninja Blade using a Ninja Blast hitting the Soul Edge Blast. Leon puts all of his energy into the blast. I will never give up, pushing Jin to his limit. For just a second, Jin slides backwards. No way, Leon, not happening. I have Darkness on my side. Jin puts more power in the Ninja Blade, but p- pushing both blasts at Leon. Leon gets everything he is 
He has. Leon, give everything he has. Unable to gain the upper hand as both blasts hit Leon, knocking Leon backwards, hitting the ground hard. Leon slowly opens his eyes, seeing the soul edge near his hand. Leon slowly reaches for the soul edge. Jin, Jin sticks the ninja blade through Leon's hand. Leon yells in pain. Jin pulls back the ninja blade, standing over Leon. Leon quickly grabs the soul edge with his other hand, swinging the soul edge at Jin. Jin easily moves to the side, dodging the soul edge easily. Jin grabs Leon by the neck, pinning Leon against a giant boulder. Game over, Leon. Now you can join Kylina and your family in death, Jin. Let's go of Leon. Jin quickly slams the ninja blade through Leon's chest. Leon's eyes widen with blood coming from out his mouth. Leon drops his soul at Leon smiles. I gave it everything I had, Kylina. It's up to our young hero's friends. I'm now coming home to you, Kylina, along with our family and friends. Leon closes his eye. I like how earlier this chapter they're like, we don't care about our family and friends anymore. And then when they die, they're like, all right, family and friends, we lied. (laughs) (laughs) I I know how we wanted a beatdown episode, but I I guess this is where we're getting it. Um, Yeah, we really asked for something that we immediately got. Leon closes his eyes, feeling his life leave his body. Jen pulls an ninja blade out of Leon. Leon's body falls. He he stabbed him in the hand and he died. That's crazy. Leon pulls the ninja blade out of Leon. Leon's body falls to the ground. Jin t- turns around facing Aqua, Haseo, Ridia, Terry's awesome in the light. Adia, uh, Aqua and Ridia are buried in Haseo and Terry's chest, upset, never seeing death before. That's a lie for at least one of those characters. While Asuna and Light keep their eyes on Jin, feeling angry. God, I fucking hate Chain of Memories. I will say, though, I, wanted, I just want to have like a little side tangent. I fucking hate the whole I must fight to my last breath bullshit. I'm so sick of people revenge fighting for no discernible reason outside of just, I need to avenge my loved one. It's like, sure, it's like petty motivation, but like, it's only going to get you so far. And like, sure, it, it works in the grand scheme of like the story, but it doesn't really do anything for your character. And like, Leon didn't even have a fucking character. Well, because well, he... All right, so so you've been setting up for the, the 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 couple like chapters that the motivation that Leon and Kylina have for like you know getting out of their village and not being afraid is because their families directly and friends were killed by you know Jen and the organization, which you know is a is a fine enough backstory on its own, but the plot line has completely been wasted because they're both dead. I mean, sure, no, this no, might, Sergio, uh, you don't understand. I don't think you understand the fact that Leon and uh, Kylina are infinitely more main character e than the other characters that oh, we have. I, here. I, I definitely agree with you. I, I and and that that is why I'm because like I know we've been like let's kill somebody off. It's been like 190 pages, but not like these two. They're the adults. They're the voice of reason. And now what? They're, I, they're, this is like when he killed Mara. Mentors. No, uh, I think I this am, is uh, fine. The, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Jacob on this. I'm actually going to take a very hard opposite stance to YouTube. This is, if you're going to kill off anybody, it would be Leon and Kylina, actually. I mean, yeah, there's the, they're the mentor characters. I'm not I saying mean, that sure, I'm but There are better ways to do it than just him showing up and then murdering them. Oh, yeah, no, th- that alone is not ideal, but I, I don't think it brings little to the story. I think it still brings actually a decent amount to the story because it reinforces... In in a normal story, this would reinforce the dangers of the villains, that people can die, that it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if you have unresolved plots. You can still be killed. It doesn't matter if you have loved ones you want to avenge. It doesn't matter if you have your own story that you want to develop and reach the end of it. You can still die no matter what. I think that's I a- would also I would also say that it helps push the fact that 
the main characters are now like the last bastion of hope, basically. Like, yeah, we, they've, they've no, learned no everything they can from the It doesn't really yeah, mean that they're the last bastion of hope, though, because there's adults back at home, like Bree. Well, yeah. Well, fuck Bree. Uh, Bree isn't a relevant uh, character. I, I, I think I wouldn't have much of a problem with it if they hadn't been setting up like this backstory for the two of them and them getting their revenge, and now they're just like dead, and it's just like oh. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna be I, honest, I, I don't even, like, I personally mm. wouldn't want them to win the fight. Like, I'm just saying that, like, right now, I don't think I want them to win the fight, regardless of what happens it's, to it's them. It's not terribly well written, but in a vacuum, without Michael Freeney's other writings and other stuff like that, this is a, a good thing to do. I think a ballsy writer only would kill off Kylina and Leon at this point in the story. I think it's I don't think a, a good move. I, if you I don't think it. I would kill them off together in the same yeah, chapter. Yeah, I definitely would have wiped them out together in the same chapter, like five pages out of the other one. If, no, it, if it I definitely were to happens kill them, too fast. If I were to kill them together, I would want them to fight together, you know? Yeah, so mm-hmm. like, you're fighting the, the whole together, thing of people not, not fighting together is really stupid, and that takes away a lot I of... Fucking kind of like, I fucking hate it. Like, they they at least gave a reason for it before, where it's like, oh, we don't want to distract him. But it's like, these two are a couple. I would imagine they have, like, pretty good synergy with each other. No, and, they like, actually suck they, at fighting they, together. They know... They know the like the danger of Jin. I don't see why there's any point in going. Well, let's, I mean, there's two of us. There's one of him. Why don't we take him out together? If we both die, we both die. All right, I'm going. Who to... is that character? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who is the character in the second half of Chain of Memories? Uh, oh, who I would... probably do know that. Who, who, okay, so there was a character in the second half of Chain of Memories. Uh, it was a villain, part of like Zephyr's gang. Um, Nara. Who would? Huh. Nara, because there's there's only I, I three think it was Nara, villains. Every time somebody would try to gang up on Nara, Nara would leave. They made a very yeah, specific no, point that, that Nara could be defeated by more than one person, and every time they gang up on her, she'd just immediately go away. Yeah, no, no. So there's only three villains in the second half of Chain of Memories, and that's Nara, Zephyr, and Anubis. And, and Anubis Nara's doesn't exist for most of it. And yeah, and Anubis, yeah. Anubis is Zephyr, so that doesn't even really count. Yeah. It, wait. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot yeah, about no, Nara, that. Nara was an interesting element to have in there, but I'm going to make uh, a, a comparison. Uh, this one facet would make every chain of memories fight infinitely superior. Are you ready to hear me? Oh, yeah, fight yeah. together. Uh, take the entire concept of Shaolin Showdowns battles and put it in chain of memories. I have no idea only, what I'm talking about. Only That's so bad. If, when when you start clashing. The the first two people, or however many people who are there for the first clash, they're the only people who can fight. Nobody else can remotely interfere, just because of how the mechanics work in Shaolin Showdown. If Michael Freeney just wrote in, like, a couple bits of background description that when two people with blades of the heart or fucking whatever, when their blades first touch, they are locked in battle, nobody else can interfere. Like, carte blanche, there is no ability for anybody else to interfere. Like, the universe itself does not allow that. I think that would add a lot more to the ability for me to be invested in the emotional stakes of the story, because then I would understand why everybody's like, God damn it, if only we could fight together! I, I'm I'm sitting here, I'm just like, okay, that, that could work, but I'm pretty sure there are instances in, like, Chain of Memories where multiple characters fight together. And all you have to do there is say their blades contacted at the same time. 
Okay. Yeah. No, I can I can get behind that. I I'm just I I think that there's a lot of really like weird writing choices, but this is like a Freeney book, so like I'm kind of used to it at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm 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 really like sitting here like actually like thinking about like okay, well in the narrative like I I genuinely put this into the script. I genuinely think that the setups for both the Anubis arc and the Zephyr arc are pretty compelling. Like, I think that, like, the the setup for them, like, in terms of a concept, like, on paper, not, like, not the way it was executed in their terms of the pacing, but, like, in, like on paper, like, the, the concepts of how those arcs started were pretty good. Like, you have, you you ultimately set up this big, bad, evil person, and the, vi- like, the village is just now having to deal with darkness for the very first time, just like in book two, where they have to deal with darkness for the very first time again. And... Oh yeah, and like in book three, where they have to deal with darkness for the very first time again, and the the rest of that like set was like Zephyr kills Crystal and Sapphire and forces Jaden to make a choice to revive somebody, and the Anubis arc is setting up Anubis as this big bad evil person that nobody knows how to fucking deal with, and it's terrifying for everyone involved, even though it's not like executed in that way. And then, like, we start off with book three. Book three also has a very good start to the actual, like, story. And I think that we were all in agreement. It's like, okay, I can, I, I'm kind of interested to see where this is going. Uh, of course, it never, it never sticks the landing as most Chain of Memories books do. But, you know, you get to that point where, like, you introduce these characters and you're just like, okay, well, they're probably going to die because they're not the main characters that were introduced before because that is just how the Freeniverse works. And, I I genuinely thought that like Leon and Kylina were pretty like pretty good. I of course I didn't want them to win against Jin because Jin is whoever the fuck else's fight from the other main characters. But the 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 sheer fact that these characters who are a couple have gone through so much didn't fight together is such a stupid writing decision that never should have been done. And I not, not like, to mention, it's not like they even like they like they went to like where like Sora's village and Jin showed up. They fucking got murked in the planning phase and the fucking prep. Like while they were talking about what they were going to do, he just showed up and then just killed both of them. Man shows up, kills two people, then leaves. Also, what kind of assassin can't stealth kill them? Like it's not like they're like taught. Like like it would be so shocking if they were like, all right, we're gonna do something, and then they just like got shot or they got stabbed or something. He just, I don't even think that would be like a like a, a, a satisfying ending to those characters that way. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be, but like it would show like Jin's skill as an assassin. But no, he just like walks through the yeah, front door funny. and is like, what's up? Time to do some assassinating. I, I would have been like, OK, if Jin just showed up and maybe kidnapped Aqua and forced things a little bit into the favor of the organization, because the, the organization has been pretty just like, yeah, Aqua, you should like totally come back. And Aqua's like, no, I don't really feel like it. And they're like, well, OK, man, I mean, that's your choice. You can do whatever you want. Like, it, there's no reason that I, like Aqua it feels the most main character. E, So I feel like Jin should have taken like at least taken Aqua away or maybe killed one of the weaker characters that really did, doesn't really matter to like the plot or anything like fucking kill off whoever the fuck like in random white boy protagonist here therese yeah kill therese i don't give a shit about therese or whoever the who's, who's the other guy uh the fucking light yeah kill light yagami i don't give a shit about him either there's just better characters that would have killed the show that Jin is like a threat and like 
give more like give a little bit more emphasis to Leon and Kylina to further make their like their loss hit even harder or something. I don't know. Whatever. It is what it is. I wanted somebody to die because I was kind of tired of everyone having plot armor. And now that I got it. I'm still somehow disappointed. You know, what really yeah, astounds I, me I, is I, that I, Mike Freeney advanced his writing so much, we're actually complaining about the bad writing. Three books yeah. into this series. I, I also want to say that both Kylina and Leon aren't even shown to be competent. Like, sure, Kylina can heal things, but everybody's gotten their butt kicked. They had no one to want to fight so far as a good guy, too. You know, that's true. The bad guys haven't been getting killed like they uh, like they used to be. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they're, they're, they're actually they're slaughtered like pigs. I don't even <laughs> think that like I would consider them threats. Like they're they're just kind of like passive aggressive, like anti heroes. Where like they just kind of show up. They're just like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna test you, and then like they don't kill them because they escape, and they're like, well, all right, I guess that's it. Just gotta let them escape, even though they've been given ample time to like kill them because the entire point is to get their heart. There's no reason that they can just kill them now. They can have the heart. Like there's literally nothing stopping them from just killing them, and they don't do it because plot armor and freeniisms and just like uh, they're it, absolutely stronger than our protagonists. Like, they are. Like, they take. They took the hyperbolic time chamber clear. to to fix this. They use the hyperbolic time chamber in their own layer to get stronger, and it still isn't enough. I I don't know how much like how much plot armor these characters have but they have so much plot armor that i just don't care for any of them i don't know if this is controversial but i think haseo is our Jaden. i don't think Jaden. i don't think haseo sucks because is competent he's, enough he's, to not be yeah he, but what he's has competent he done? uh he's he's come in to save their skin countless times like he, he's done that before like he's come in to save <laughs> them and actually like uh didn't he put up at least yeah, a decent fight the first with time, couple times he showed up i thought yeah like he he like people know of him they know of what he can do so it's not a surprise that he was able to like put up his uh, like his own little fight against the organization but like i i don't think that he is useless if you want to talk about useless i would point at like literally like light or therese or like any of the other characters that isn't aqua who hasn't done anything uh, for like the past Rydia. So forgettable like, we don't mention her half the time. I don't even remember the other girl's name. Wasn't there like three girls? Uh, Asana. Yeah. Yeah. Asana. Yeah. See, see, I don't even remember her. I remember Aqua at the least. I don't remember everyone else. Like, I literally forgot about all the other characters in the story except for Aqua because it, it, it's just like, whatever. There's just... This book could have been like a really solid end to just like the series as a whole and i'm glad that we're ending it with this one because chronologically it is the last one but i i don't see how there's any point in having the villains not just complete their goal right there it's it, it's basically like if you had like if you were a star like a starving animal and you saw this fresh large chunk of meat right in front of you and you you hunger for that meat and that's the only food source in front of you no strings attached it's in an open clearing you've checked it for traps there's nothing you doesn't smell poisons or anything you could eat it right there but you'd rather just watch it you'd rather just watch it there for a minute and see if the sun cooks it a little longer 
Yeah, I think we should wrap it up. We've been talking for a bit. Um, but, have. uh, yeah, we're having a legitimate literary discussion on Jane of Memories. It is going against bad. I oh think my we God. can write no quotation marks. All right. We, we've got, we've gotten our balls crushed. I'm going to make a proposition here publicly. Um, I think we okay. should make a 50 episode discussion about good writing in the context of Chain of Memories. I think we have, have like more than enough ammo. I would Based have nothing this. to say. I have too much to say. Right. I, I thought you were gonna. Going. I thought you were gonna say that the proposition was that we were going to rewrite Chain of Memories. No, God, no! I don't have enough passion about this to rewrite them. I have enough passion no, no, to we, complain we, about we, it. We, we could do a we I could do a Howie Fannin where we take like um the the worst examples of the Chain of Memories tropes and talk about how to do them properly. Well, we could do a or, um, a setup. We with could do like a first book. We could like rewrite broad strokes of the books. Yeah, that's what I was, I was going to mention. Like, there's a lot of like rewriting the Star Wars sequels or prequels or whatever out there, and I was like, you know what? I feel like that could work instead of like us sitting down and typing out the story. Like, there's there's enough there that we could probably do something with it. And honestly, I think that would be an interesting how we fanon is just like how we would fix Chain of Memories. And maybe that should be something we do after we finish this book specifically. So that way we can just talk about like the whole chronological timeline. And uh, but hopefully by then I should have finished also book four. So that way we can have the whole uh, chronological advance from uh, Chain of Memories to the final book. I, that's not even counting book five because book five doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah. I think we'll wrap it up there. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Uh, as always, you can buy our merch at uh, the redbubble.com slash shops or sorry, slash people slash shop. Grab it. What, what the fuck is the link? I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, it's in the uh, description. It's in, a, it's in the description, buddy. People, uh, people slash uh, the Gravity Socks slash shop. You can subscribe to us at our YouTube channel. All of those links will be in our link tree in the description. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, go to Colossal Contexas. Drop all all of your savings into a plane ticket and go see us and get a picture with us and an autograph. Or um, alternatively, you could go to Colossal Con East, which will be in September. Uh, if you if you're looking to do that, because that you know maybe you're in the Midwest and you'd prefer something closer. And alternatively, we have some other cons that are also coming up. We got uh, we got Yomacon, I believe, is first up after East. So we got Yomacon. I will be there. We will par- be participating in the very first Yomacon ribbon game. And there is some exclusive So You Think You Can Fan in ribbons specifically that you can earn by going to our panels. So if you are interested in getting a free souvenir and joining in on the fun game that is completely free and all you need is a badge, well, well, we'll be there, and we'll tell you how to get that stuff. And then after that, I believe we have Anime Nebraskan, which will feature the rest of the gang outside of me. And we also will have Colossal Con North, which will be in Wisconsin for the very first time this year. So a lot of big firsts and a lot of big conventions. So we hope to see you there and hope to have a good turnout. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, because I, 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 I've been checking if you... I know you haven't. I know you haven't, Derek. You motherfucker. Who the fuck is Derek? Uh, same guy as Todd from Jacksonville. He knows what he's done. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. 
And with I think with that being said, we love you. We love you.